Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we help you, uh, you to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Paddy Mann, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and once more my co-founder Alexis is uh, out at Business Mastermind, so I'm flying solo today. And I'm going to be continuing looking at uh, the recruitment lifecycle and how you can bring A players into your organization. Now, when it comes to interviewing job candidates, we're really looking to answer two questions. Is this candidate a good fit for our culture? And do they have the right skills for the job? If we find someone who's got both of these, uh, and hopefully we'll find several candidates that, that really excel at these two areas, then we're in a great place and we can start comparing different candidates and seeing who's going to be the best overall fit. But we're looking really for these two things. We're looking for culture fit and we're looking to check they've actually got the skills we need for this job. And we actually start by interviewing for culture fit. Uh, I say start at this point in the process. We've already described on some previous episodes how we put the uh, advert out there. We make it a really enticing proposition. We get a lot of candidates in. We uh, have some assessments where we actually assess for first for culture fit and for um, then for uh, their ability to do the skills. But we're now moving on to the interviews. And again, we're starting with culture fit. So what I'm going to take you through is what it uh, means to review an interview for culture fit and why it's so important, why we do that first. And then I'll bring to life with some real examples of the questions that we ask uh, when we are hiring for people in Air Manual. So what does it even mean to review or interview for culture fit and why is it so important? Well, uh, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you'll have uh, got up to speed with core values and why core values are so important for your organization. Your core values are your way of defining the guiding principles on how people should act uh, within your organization, how they should, um, what they should be looking to when they're making decisions. And these core values are things that need to feed into your recruitment process and how you uh, give feedback on what good behavior looks like and where people need to tweak their behavior to fit in better with your team. Um, it becomes part of your performance review process and it becomes a part of deciding whether people move up in your organization or have to be moved out or coached to uh, change their behavior. And having a strong set of core values solves all sorts of stress in the organization. It's um, probably useful to kind of uh, look at what happens when you have um, different leaders or teams that ha don't have the same core values. So uh, within our own organization, we have a core value around enjoying the journey. And for us, that's all about um, looking at work as something that we're spending a big chunk of our lives doing and that we want to enjoy we're not about um working our asses off growing at all costs uh and dealing with huge amounts of stress with the hope of one day retiring uh rich and uh and enjoying the rewards then we're actually going no 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 we want to enjoy the work today and and 
part of that is in having a healthy work-life balance and being able to finish on time uh, most of the time, uh, not being disturbed on holidays, having long holidays, giving people lots of time off when they have uh, new family members, uh, when they you know have children, uh, and so on and so forth. And we use that core value and we apply it to everything we do. We apply it to thinking about how we do meetings and how we do meetups and um, what we are asking for from our team and the way that we set deadlines and so on and so forth. But if we had uh, some of our team who thought that enjoying the journey and acting in this way was really important and other team members who were of the the other school of thought and were thinking, what, what are we doing here? We, we need to grow at all costs. We need to um, work through the weekends and evenings to make sure we're getting every last uh, second uh, and taking on every last opportunity. Now, there are plenty of companies that act in that way and reward people for acting in that way and indeed would manage people out who did not act in that way. And that's okay, but that's not the value that we have in our organization. It's really uh, the the application of these values, the way that we behave in our organization, which defines what the culture is. It's um, If you don't already have your core values uh, documented and shared, then you still have a culture and it's basically the culture is the way that people will behave without any other kind of direction, the way that you have um, already kind of taught them to behave either by giving guidance or by having a lack of guidance. And the problem that you have if you don't have the core values is that you don't have a clear way of kind of communicating what those what that behavior is and you don't have an easy way to then um, interview for it and embed it into your organization and make sure that it's consistent in different teams and between different leaders. So interviewing for culture fit is simply about finding out if the people that you are trying to hire, that you're trying to assess, um, share your core values and will therefore be a good fit for your culture. And it's so, so, so important because people that share your core values will work together well they will be prioritizing things in the same way they'll be able to make the same decisions people that have conflicting core values uh, and that aren't able to work in the same way or don't exhibit the behaviors you're looking for they are going to cause you frustration they are going to cause conflict in the organization they are going to hold you back uh, even if they are highly capable and, and can get great results in other businesses if they are not aligned and don't believe in what you are trying to do with your core values, it's not going to be a good fit and you're going to want to look elsewhere. So why do we review culture fit first? We, I said we've got two things to look for. We, look, we want to look for culture fit and we want to look at whether someone has the right skills for the job. The reason for reviewing um, culture fit first is uh, simply that it's, quicker and easier to review culture fit. We can ask some uh, simple questions. We can train anyone on the team to interview for culture fit, uh, and we can indeed outsource it. Whereas reviewing skill set tends to take uh, longer, tends to be more involved, and tends to have a higher requirement on getting people who've got specialist skills in to do the interview, which is ultimately more expensive. Um, and so we want to make great use of everyone's time. We want to make great use of our time of 
the you know the people that are hiring and uh, our team members we also want to make really good use of the time of uh, our candidates and if it's going to take us two hours to review if they've got the right skills but only half an hour to see if they're likely to be a good culture fit then it makes a lot of sense to review culture fit first rather than them spending two hours demonstrating they've got all the skills and then we get to the end of the process and go this candidate you know they're amazing they're the fastest software developer i've ever seen but we can't hire them they're they're going to be an absolute nightmare fitting into our team you really don't want to be in that that position that's going to hurt you but it's also going to really hurt and frustrate the frustrate the candidate to have gone through it demonstrated the skills and then to be uh pushed back at that last at that last moment with something which could be found out much much sooner all right so let me kind of um give a few examples of how you could actually actually apply this so you you're uh you're trying to uh interview for culture fit and look at uh someone's uh kind of alignment with your values and really what you're going to want it to have is a process for how to run that interview and by creating that process uh you have a chance to write down the same questions that you're going to use for every candidate and a way of uh, essentially assessing them so what does a good answer look like what does a bad answer look like this is brilliant brilliant because it helps uh, you to fairly assess different candidates and compare them against each other and that can certainly be a challenge when you've got a uh, a large volume of candidates coming through or when you're interviewing people a little uh, distance apart uh, so it helps you to be um, clear about you know how you should score them and then to do it fairly it also me makes it possible to delegate the interviewing process and uh, um, when we interview for culture fit we don't do it at the same time as review, reviewing for skills because we might need to have let's say we're hiring an engineer we might need to have uh, a senior engineer having that skills discussion Whereas the culture fit one, we could be delegating that to uh, a member of our HR team. We could be delegating it to someone more junior on the uh, um, on the engineering team. We might be outsourcing it. There's loads of opportunities by splitting those two up. It also means, of course, that you're not having one two and a half hour uh, interview, which again makes terrible terrible use of everyone's time. So we're going to create this process, and we're going to have some questions uh, and what. The way that we've done this in Air Manual and that we would encourage others to do is to essentially have one question for each of your core values. And it's not going to be perfect. Uh, you're not going to guarantee absolute success that the questions you ask will lead to uh, people who perfectly display the values at every single time. And so you're going to want to continue uh, looking throughout the recruitment process at any kind of hint that they are great in a, a value or uh, any red flags where they go against one of your values. But it's a, a really good way for them to start giving examples. And if they struggle to answer these questions, then then that becomes the, the red flag. And so it does become a really powerful way of filtering down the candidates and identifying the ones that are most likely to be a good fit. At... Air Manual, we have got five core values. We've got focus on impact, be proactive and dependable, um, uh, pay attention to detail, always look to improve and enjoy the journey. 
And so, uh, let's see, I'm going to start with the first, the first one, focus on impact, and I'll explain how we ask a question and then look at the, the scoring for that. And then I'll see uh, how, much, how much time we've got, whether it's worth going to delve into some of the other ones. So he, here's how we do it. And we actually give a little, a little script of what the person doing the interview will, will say. Um, so uh, the script says, okay, great. Now let's explore Air Manual's five core values. The first is focus on impact. This means at Air Manual, we always ask why to make sure we understand the impact we're having and challenge whether we're working on the right things. Can you give an example of something you've worked on and how you maintained a good understanding of the intended impact of what you were delivering? Cool. So that's that's the question. We're, we're putting that out there. We're, we're asking a question which will get them to try and demonstrate something they've done that shows our core value. And we've actually included a little script so that uh, literally whoever does the interview, and it's often different people, we will rotate it between the different team members. It doesn't matter if someone's uh, away, someone else can pick it up. They will be asking uh, the questions in the same way and it, it works great. Uh, what we then do is we give the person asking the question a way of scoring it so that, again, we can be fair between different candidates. Uh, it's not subjective to um, uh, how friendly the person are they are speaking to or how the person doing the interview is feeling that day. It's it's more focused on some specific score. So uh, if, they, if they give a poor example um, of of something they've worked on um, and how they were maintaining a good understanding of the intended impact, then we would give a score of one, one or two. And uh, like I said, at this point, that anyone that's getting a one on two on any of the questions is going to be unlikely to make it through to the next phase. Um, if they give a good example that demonstrates they understood the desired impact of what they were doing, then we would give them at least a three. If they gave a great example that demonstrates that they reviewed and challenged what they were doing to focus on delivering the impact, we would give a score of four. And if they gave a great example and were clearly passionate about understanding users' needs and consider it really important to their role uh, as a, uh, in this case, it might be a software developer or consultant, uh, to have contact with the customers and really feed that in, if it was a really powerful, great example, um, then we would give them give them a fine, and uh, that's what we really want to see. We're, we're going to be looking for the candidates who are getting a lot of four and fives. Uh, there are going to be a lot of candidates who honestly do a poor job at providing an example for uh, a poor job at answering some of these questions for one or more of the values, and that's okay. We tried to filter a lot of them out through the assessments at the start of the recruitment process, but once some will make it through. This is this is the first time we're actually talking to them. Um, and there'll be uh, a number of people who do a decent job. And at many organizations, these are, these are the people that would have got hired because you, you just wouldn't have that many candidates or a great way of assessing them. But what we're able to do is because we've got a this kind of structured process and we've got this big pool of candidates coming through the funnel, we're able to find the ones who really shine and give some amazing examples and make you feel as the interviewer really excited about this person that you could be bringing into your team. Now, for each of those uh, core values that I shared, we've got other questions. So uh, 
uh, we're always looking to improve. We explain that we're really key on personal development and continuous improvement, and that mistakes are an important part of learning and identifying opportunities to improve. So can they show an example of when they made a mistake, what the impact was, and most importantly, what they did about it to support continuous improvement? So we're taking a different value and we've tailored a question that really gives us insights into whether or not someone is uh, likely to exhibit those same behaviors that we value so much in our organization. And we're doing that for each of these five questions. So uh, again, what happens to so many organizations is it's kind of a tick box exercise and you, you, you kind of go to a, a Google website of questions you can ask at an interview and you pick some that feel like they're good. And I'm not saying that that's terrible. It, it, it's good. It helps you to filter people down and to identify good candidates but it may not tell you if they're a great fit for your culture. And you may find out that you hire someone who ends up um, you know, having a lot of conflict and frustration with other team members because uh, one of the values which are important to you isn't something which they uh, can align behind. And you, you can avoid this. You can avoid that pain, that stress, that frustration that comes up later and all the impact it has on slowing the team down and derailing priorities and leading to a bad experience for customers. You can, you can look to avoid that by making sure that you are actually assessing for those specific uh, questions. So is it looking specifically at your core values when you review the culture fit as part of the, the interview process? And that is going to make... Uh, an incredible difference to um, uh, both the, the kind of the quality of the candidates that you hire, but how well they work together and how long uh, they st they stick around. Since we um, updated our recruitment process end to end and started including all these different elements, including the you know this culture fit, uh, we essentially we at Airmanual we haven't had a bad hire, and um, uh, everyone that's sticking around they they love it. And you can see that team members love working together because uh, they share these same beliefs around uh, protecting each other's uh, time uh, time off and uh, working uh, for longer term goals rather than um, uh, working uh, for profit or, or costs. That they all care about attention to detail and love it and reward each other and give positive uh, feedback and praise. And then when we go on the meetup, you can just see the way that they they bond because they have these shared set of beliefs um, and work so well together. So really, really, really valuable. All right, that's all I've got time for to uh, today. Um, we've been talking about recruitment for a little while, so in the next couple of episodes, we're going to take you to the uh, to the end of the process, how to uh, do the interviewing and, and assess the skills fit and then what to do with any candidate that makes it through the process um, and is amazing and yet you don't have enough uh, money to, to hire them. You, you can get to the end of the process with two, three or even more amazing candidates. Um, but I'll be sharing a, a little secret there on how you can uh, stay in touch with those people and have a great opportunity to hire them later rather than just have to say, I'm sorry, not this time. Uh, looking forward to that. Now, as regular listeners will know, uh, we run a weekly webinar. On, it's on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. It's all about 
how to use uh, quality processes, how to embed them into your teams to really revolutionize your, your business. One of the first things that we often see is freeing up a huge amount of time for business leaders, uh, which allows them to then focus on some of the wider challenges, but it also empowers teams. It uh, helps you to onboard new team members really quickly. It allows you to do things like put in a recruitment process, uh, which has multiple stages, which can be delegated to different team members that runs consistently and consistently gets A players out the end of it. Hugely, hugely powerful stuff. And if you're not in a position where you already think that you've got uh, amazing processes in your business, and I, I cannot think of many things that would be more valuable than spending an hour with us, it's every Wednesday at 1pm UK time. And you can find out more and register at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar final note if you're listening uh to this particularly on a on a podcast then please take a moment to leave us a review it's so valuable for us because it helps uh it helps us to get more visibility it helps you know apple and other podcast stores to um see that we've got some getting some traction and help to therefore promote us and uh that visibility will allow us to be heard by more people and deliver more value. And that's what we're trying to do. We just want to help as many businesses, as many business leaders, as many employees as possible to reduce the stress that so many of you are facing day in, day out in your, in your workplaces and can be fixed with some really simple solutions. Uh, so yeah, that's all for now. Until next time, have fun.